0: The Giants had a busy draft weekend, where get this, Dave Gettleman traded down. We'll do a deep dive into the six picks made by the Giants and examine the roster as a whole heading into the summer.
1: Our special guest this week is one of those six picks. It's fourth round, outside linebacker out of Northern Iowa, Ellerson Smith.
2: So pour up some coffee, tea, or hack some liquor, and let's talk G-Man next on Blue Rush from the New York Post. <laughs> Welcome to Blue Rush, our Giants podcast from the New York Post. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts, but give us a five-star rating. That's we five-star rating, and write in a nice review on Apple Podcast. Joining us later in the show will be Giants fourth-round pick, Ellerson Smith. We got a fun conversation coming with Ellerson. Your host of Blue Rush are, of course, Giants beat writer for the Post, Paul Schwartz, and Two time Super Bowl champion kicker, Lawrence Tynes. And in Tynes fashion, we got to say happy birthday to you happy birthday birthday to to you you. happy birthday dear Lawrence. happy birthday to you are you 10 are you 20 are you 30 are you 40 are you 41 are you 42 are you 43 43
1: big ones i appreciate all of you um i was talking to paul earlier it's a very uneventful birthday you know it's not a 43. What is 43, right? I, I don't, it's
2: not 45. It's not 50. It's not 40. It's just the birthday. But it's a year I closer to getting it. your AARP card. That's, that's the case. No, for no, you, Lawrence.
0: Lawrence, Lawrence, what I call, I told you 43 is nondescript. Okay. Nondescript. That's at, 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 at a certain age, when you celebrate birthdays and people can say they're nondescript, and they're not generational birthdays. You're batting a thousand, right? You just you have a good time with your family, get a few gifts, and no one says, "How does it feel to be 43?" Whoa!
2: Paul will turn 43 in a couple of years, right? Paul, you'll be 43 in a couple of years. Yep.
0: <laughs> I, I, I have sweatshirts older than that. Okay. Jeez. So let's let's. Hey, non-descript
2: is, <laughs> nondescript is a great segue into this
1: Giants strap because it was anything but nondescript.
0: Lawrence Trader Dave Trader Dave Gettleman, you know what the best thing about this draft was that that they said that as Dave was trading down for the first time, he he with the Giants and with the Panthers, he made fifty four draft picks without ever trading down. His fifty fifth pick, he traded down in the first round. Then he doubles down and does it again in the second round. And the guys in the Giants draft war room were saying they were kidding around. They were calling him Trader Dave and He was getting all kinds of messages from people around the league. He's been around for so long. All these people texting him, Trader Dave, Trader Dave. I mean, did you – look, I I go to Trader Joe's. They have some good stuff. I never went to Trader Dave's, okay? Uh, This was pretty good, wasn't it?
1: Well, why did they trade down? Because of those damn Eagles and those Cowboys. The bloody Eagles. They took Devontae Smith, and it was a good move. It was a smart move. They had probably a bunch of guys in between 11 and 20 lumped together. In terms of grade but man did they come out on the other end I mean Kadarius Tony at 20 I like that pick
0: well look I mean I'm not saying Kadarius Tony at 20 is this great steal I think he's worth the pick here's what happened the Giants were assuming or believing that four quarterbacks right we all heard this is the year of the quarterback and four would go in the top 10 and maybe five right but four so the problem was only three went they had the two cornerbacks Horn and Sertan up there, they had Waddle and Smith, the two receivers from Alabama. And they said, or they felt, we are going to get one of those four guys because there are four quarterbacks going. Once three went, one guy was knocked down. They were not going to trade up for Devonta Smith. Lo and behold, the Eagles did. And, And that's my question. Would you have rather that the Giants called the Cowboys and said, We'll move from 11 to 10. We'll give you our third round pick and we'll take Devonta Smith. Would you have rather they did that?
1: You know, I think I'm happy with what they did because if I, and, and the thing is, nobody was thinking Kadarius Toney because we all were so fixated at 11 on one of the linemen we talked about on our last podcast, Waddle, Smith. So Kadarius Tony really didn't even figure into my thought process when I was watching the Giants draft. I think on the other end, I think 10 years from now, you're going to see. Kadarius Tony is a better player than Devontae Smith. That's Whoa! My, really, yeah. really? Yeah. I think um, he's so explosive. He does. He's so multiple. He can return kicks. He's in the slot. He's tough. I just look at him as a
2: dog. He is a he, dog. He is well, a dog.
0: Well, he is a dog. You know, they said. You know, it's interesting. He said he he looks at players. We asked Tony. You know, who do you model your game after? He said Devontae Adams. Okay, that makes sense. And um, Alvin Kamara. Okay, a running back. Right. Why does yeah, a receiver has the, even the, has the
1: nose piercing just like him?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he's built like a running back. He's thick and he has that kind of running back. You know, they're not going to hand him the ball in the backfield. They, they you know they may pitch it to him. But as far as he has that kind of running back, he has more forced missed tackles in his career than any player in power five football since 2014. Missed tackles. I mean, so do you almost look at him more like a, a notch below Jalen Waddle than that kind of a guy, more than, than Devonta Smith?
1: A notch below? You, you don't think he's a notch below Jalen I, Waddell? I think we got to give this thing some time and see what they do in their first couple of seasons. Now- Uh, Waddle was at Alabama, a far superior football team with superior talent around him. Florida is not; Florida's got great talent, but they're not Alabama. We'll see; time will tell, and we'll compare those two down the road between Waddle and Tony. But I really like the pick. My question is: whose reps is he going to take? You think he takes Shepard's reps? You think he fits in there?
0: Well, this is the ball is now in Jason Garrett's court. Because right, this is not a guy you just say, you know, you know, Kenny Galladay. You put him on the outside, you run your routes. I think almost seventy percent of the time at Florida, he lined up in the slot. Look, he's six foot. He's he's built like a tank. He's not the kind of guy you're going to just put on the outside. So I think he plays everywhere. And I think he takes reps from everyone. In the slot, he's very physical. I think in the slot is the good place for him. You know, are you going to have to have a lot of four-wides here. I don't know about that. Maybe you do. Um, You know, that leads us. We'll talk later about the offensive line. I know that they loved him. Someone told me that they loved him, but it didn't fit. As you said, at 11, they're not taking him. At 50, at 42, they were at 42. Maybe you could get him. Probably not. Now, what did Urban Meyer just say the other day? He said, it broke my heart that the Giants took Kadarius. Tony at 20. I was taking him at 25. I was taking him at 25. So he was not going to make it out of the first round, you know, but look next year at this time, when they have the bears first round pick, is it going to be the eighth pick in the draft or the 15th pick in the draft. We don't know. They're going to go with a rookie quarterback. And another fourth round pick, it was great value. I mean, people were kind of one notch below stunned with the value they got. So that was great. And now in the second round, okay, now they're sitting there at 42. They're going to get a player. There are a bunch of players there. That stunned me that they traded down again. They traded down eight spots. They said they had five players that they would have been comfortable with at number 50. They really did not think that all five would be gone of the eight. And to say that they weren't looking at offensive linemen is not true because at least one of those players, and I think two, were offensive linemen. They would have taken them at 50. They were gone. They took a guy, Aziz Ojolari, who I mocked in one of my mock drafts to the Giants at number 11. Oh, wow. They They got him at 50 and they got an extra third-round pick. That's Great me. name, too. Damn good.
1: He's o- Ojolari. Is that how you pronounce it? Ojolari?
0: Yeah, and you know what? He's descendant of Nigerian royalty. Yeah, Jake Brown is, is a descendant of Queens royalty. I don't Queens think anyone royalty. Astoria <laughs> okay. royalty.
1: That's, yes. Good
2: morning, my neighbors. Yes. Odias
1: well, uh, Kiwanuka, Osi We well, like royalty. And, and, and you know what? He was Prince Amuka Mera. Yes.
0: Mean, the second let's, round. Let's keep going. Second round, number 50, your pal from Troy Osi, second round, 46. Do you see any kind of synergy, Lawrence? A pass rusher, Nigerian. What do you I think? Really, I
1: really, you know what I liked. I like reading people that know him. Andrew Thomas and him were roommates, right, from what I read and what I gathered. and I And I love, I'm just paraphrasing here, but Andrew Thomas said this guy's motor and passion for football is what separates him. And that's what you have to have to play defensive end pass rusher you have to be relentless and have a motor and so that comment coming from a top five pick says a lot to me I don't really get into everyone's write-ups about players I think they're just you know smoke and mirrors but when someone that personally knows him and then I kind of had a fun interaction I actually tweeted it out a college teammate of mine Ben Blackman he's a coach at a power high school in Alabama I tweeted what he texts me he goes Tonk Tony was the best playmaker he's seen in 21 years of high school football and in Alabama he sees a lot of guys I mean he plays big time power five you know football and he said could and I that was an unsolicited text to me because he knows I played to the Giants and Ben sent me that and I was blown away and then of course you got the comments from Nick Saban I go that route more than I do with people's opinions on players I want to know who, what people say who played against these kids and that says a lot I mean so he's going to be a factor into that rotation very early and they're going to expect results from him.
0: I talked to someone before the draft and they said, Ojalari is the best, best pass rusher in this draft. I said, come on, you know, you got some other guys there. Look, the Giants were not going to take an edge rusher at number 11. Obviously, they were not going to take Micah Parsons at 11. So now I asked them, is he the best pass rusher in the draft? In your mind, they didn't say Yes. Uh, They probably think Jalen Phillips is maybe a more gifted pass rusher. But this guy is an outside linebacker. And, And Lawrence, have you seen him? He's not one of these skinny guys. He's got a barrel chest He's like 245. I mean, he's, and you mentioned what um, Andrew Thomas said about him. What I liked also what Andrew Thomas said about him is, you know, he was the kind of guy that if there was a counterplay, you know, we all think, oh, he's a great pass rusher. He wants to go full speed into the quarterback. He said, if there was a counterplay, he was working his butt off to get to the other side of the field to cut off that play. That's no glory, right? That's no no doesn't show up in in the in the stats.
1: The thing I liked about him the most is when they showed his highlight tape, it's uncanny how similar. And I know if we ask him this question, I guarantee you he studied O.C. Umanura. If you watch his get-off, he looks like O.C. His he's kind of O.C. had a really distinct way that he lined up. And I watched him, and it looks like he studied O. C or studied his film, he gets off the ball, and that, that that was O.C.'s strength. I mean, O.C. wasn't the biggest guy, but his get-off was as good as anyone in the league, and this guy reminds me a little bit of him in terms of how he gets off the football
2: and guys I mean one the fact that they traded down to get one of the steals of the draft is incredible give yep. D- Dave Gettleman I think fans are starting to turn on you know in a positive way on Dave Gettleman yep. a lot of people wanted him out but after this draft and what was done in free agency I think the the tide is starting to turn because they got one of the most dynamic passers now he had arthritis and a high school knee injury I believe and that's kind of why he fell a little bit but to get him at 50 when Paul Schwartz is mocking him at 11 he might have been a first round pick is incredible he's got a couple of young pups here one of the offense and one of the defense with his That's first more two picks. Of an indictment on paul schwartz's mock drafts <laughs> yes yes
0: I, I i had him in one mock draft um at 11 at 11 but look the guy the guy was a, he, he's a good player and yes the arthritis in his knee knocked him down you know what, I, I Jake, you know, I hear what you're saying with this, but, you know, that's the whole immediacy of, of okay, we got to give draft grades here. You know, yes, this draft makes sense, but I've been covering a lot of drafts and a lot of drafts. I look at, the, I look at my sheet of paper after, and I look at the seven or eight or nine or 10 players they drafted. And I say, okay, the first round, that makes sense. Second round. Yep. That makes sense. Third round. Maybe that was a little bit of a funky pick, but I can see it. It makes sense. So these picks make sense. And then you look, there's so many guys you look at in the last several years that, okay, that guy made sense at one, that guy made sense at two, that guy made sense at three, and they're not very good players right now. So ojalari looks like a steal. We'll see if he was a steal. 49 picks were made and nobody took him. We'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, it's just, it's really interesting in the draft. I think it's fascinating. What I think is the most fascinating thing, Lawrence, on a scale of one to 10, what was your surprise level that they went through this draft and did not take an offensive lineman?
1: Um, surprise level one to 10, probably a four. I mean, if, if people forget about all the little off season signings they had that are, you know, three to five year veterans, they signed a couple guys. I can't, I don't even know their names right now because I haven't
0: looked at Jonathan it Harris, uh, Zach F- uh, Fulton and an offensive line is a
1: very tough position to come in, in as a rookie and play right away. We saw it with Thomas. We saw it with Pert, but I think they, they like what they have inside. They saw enough development towards the end of the season to be comfortable. And then they added some veterans, which is helpful so I didn't think they needed to reach and get Lyman. I am surprised by you know they, it was pretty defensive heavy. That was their strength last year. You know they took these two big corners. Obviously they like Robinson. I think is a great pick. I know he has a has a role the Rodarius Williams, they're all big corners, big special teams guys. I don't know what the plan is here, but every year they're probably going to reinvent themselves. We may see Patrick Graham come out and run a 4-3. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. You know,
0: to Jake's point about, you know, evaluating, you know, Dave did great, you know, this is great, all this stuff. Right. We forget that they'd had three offensive linemen in the first – Five rounds last year in the first round, in the third round, in the fifth round. And so you kind of like put them on a the side and say, okay, what about more offensive linemen? Look, if they don't think Matt Pert, your guy, Lawrence, my if guy, they, if they don't think Matt Pert, after a year with 150 snaps playing right tackle, if they don't think now that he can capable of challenging and winning a starting job then what the hell pick was that last year in the third round, right? So guys are allowed
2: to develop. And we always say you you can't fill every, you know, I talked about it in the Jets show. You can't fill every role in the draft. You can't fill it all in free yeah. agency. You, there's going to be some you're going to have to do next year. There's some, you know, there's going to be free agents out there this summer that the Giants may still go out and try and get to bolster the offensive line. You just can't do it all in the draft, especially when you have six picks. The Giants didn't have nine or ten picks. They had six. So you just can't fill all the holes at once.
1: I think between Thomas, Pert, and Solder, that's three pretty good tackles. I know I know Solder has not had the greatest start to his Giants career at left, but if he's your right tackle, that's you're in good shape.
0: I still think they need to add a, a guard somewhere, somebody with some experience more so. Um, you know, I'm not sure Hernandez and Lemieux are good enough with those other guys they picked up. I'm still not sure. They signed a couple of undrafted free agents. Look, here's the crux of it. Dave Gediman, he was asked, is your offensive line good enough now? And he said, first of all, you don't want to be good enough. You want it to be good playing simple in- and here's the line: It is readily apparent that we have a little more confidence in our offensive linemen than you guys do. That is the key, and that will be the, the earmark of this season.
1: I do too. I have. I I like the way they finished the year. I, I I don't. Zach Fulton's a veteran player, right? He's a guard, and he signed
0: him for pretty deep. Gave up ten gave up ten sacks last year. Okay, so let's let's not you know put all our our our, our boats in his. Well, he's uh, a veteran yeah. player. Yes, he so a I, I'm play. just
1: saying, I, I just think do you take a guy in the seventh, sixth round or do you sign Zach Fulton? So they felt more comfortable signing Zach Fulton. And I think Will Hernandez is going to have a bounce back season. I know he struggled last year. He had the COVID. I, I have to factor that into his play down the stretch. I think he'll be better. He's in a contract
0: year. I think he'll play well. And one other thing we have to, uh, we can't dismiss is the turbulence at the coaching of the offensive line was very bad last year. They, f- they fired their offensive line coach at the bye week. They brought in a guy who was no longer with the team and it was kind of an up and down emotional guy they have a new offensive line coach and they have three other coaches who are go including pat Flaherty, who you know is a consultant they have four guys who listed on their job description is either offensive line or offensive line consultant or helper or you know you know freddie kitchens is going to work with the front they are throwing money and numbers <laughs> at this offensive line they have too many guys cooks in the kitchen you know, only five guys start the last I, I l- saw, right, Lawrence? And they got four guys who are going to be working with these guys. So if it doesn't work, it's not going to be for a lack of trying with these guys.
1: No, they've, they've put a lot of resources in there. And, you know, Nick Gates, I think is, you know, him and Thomas are like the two guys you could actually
0: pencil in right now, right? Uh, yeah. And and look, I think you have to pencil in Pert just because, I you know, you have to pencil in somebody. Now, now, there's a guy they took. He's a running back, Gary Brightwell. Five years from now, are we going to be saying... Man, that was a hell of a pick. That guy is a special teams demon. Is that, I don't think we're going to be saying he's running for a thousand yards. Is there a possibility? You never know with the Slaters and the Tyrees and these guys. You never know what they're going to be. These demons. They drafted this guy because he's a, he 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 has a prospect as a running back because he plays special teams and loves them. Could that be what we're looking at?
1: Yeah, you know, I read I read his bio and and here's what it says: North South specialty. That is, I wouldn't call that one of uh, Saquon's specialties. North South. He does dance a lot. He bounces around. This is the guy they want to run the third and ones, third and twos, maybe you know get the short goal line type stuff. He's a thumper. They didn't have that option last year. You know, Alfred Morris came in and did a nice job. I don't think he's resigned, but they need that kind of a thumper guy to come in there. And he's young and strong and fast. So I like the pick. I mean, he'll have a role. I don't know if he has any special teams value, but we'll see.
0: Well, no, he he he's. We asked him about it, and he said, "Oh man, special teams. That's my thing. I, I, okay. I special teams has to start the game and has to end. He loves it. He loves it. Here's here's a." Re- Real egghead. I mean, Lawrence, you will like this because you were a special teams guy your whole career, and you were in those meetings with the special teams coordinators. And you know, you know the importance of it. But it's like you know, it's it's inside football stuff. Listen to this story. Judge was saying that he and Tom Quinn, the special teams former coordinator, now he's a, he's a uh, helper for them, and and Thomas McGahey, the coordinator. We're in on a Saturday morning at 5.30, okay? I mean, this is like, do you, what do you want to be doing less than at being 5.30 in the morning watching this stuff, right? And they said that they were watching film at 5.30 in the morning. This is what um, um, uh, Chris Pettit, the uh, the uh, draft coordinator, you know, the college coordinator was saying. And he said, and Tom Quinn, we're watching this at 5.30, and Tom Quinn brings his name up to me. And we watch his kick game, and this dude was flying down the field. This is what Joe Judge was saying. I'm sorry, Joe Judge was saying, hey, And this dude was flying down the field, and it was early enough that it woke you up, and we really got excited. So these guys are having their first cup of coffee. It's 5.30. Quinn says, Hey coach, uh, look at this guy. They see him flying down a the field. They get him excited. This is why you draft guys, right? It gets you excited at five thirty in the morning that he can he can be a gunner on uh, on uh, punts or something.
1: Yeah, he's obviously capable. I mean, there's a lot of uh, special teams brain power in that room between Judge, Quinn, McGahey. So he obviously has value. You're you know you build championship teams late in the draft, and hopefully they found some guys. And obviously they took a corner uh, out of Oklahoma State later. Man, there's a lot of corners, Golly, There's going to be a lot of competition in
2: that room. You can I mean, never have too many corners. You always say, you never hey, have too many. Connors, oh, come on. Connors. 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 You never they have- need more gods. They got Connors. They need gods. Hey, you
0: know what? No more scholarships here. Sam. None. Bill, Sam Peel. Sam Peel. Sam Peel, wow. right now, you're on the outside looking in. Okay. So you got to but, you know, do a lot this summer. Darnay Holmes, they like. So I'm not saying he's on the cringe. You know, they brought back Isaac Yadam, who started what, nine games last year. He's going to have to pick it up now. You know, they're not, they're not cutting these draft picks probably. So yeah, or Darius Williams in the sixth round. Uh, They really like Aaron Robinson in in, um, the third round. Uh, So, you know, he's a really good tackler. They traded up. Look, Trader Dave doesn't just go... Straight down. They traded up from 76 to 71 to get him. So he's making a team. He's got good special teams value. Too I,
1: I'm going to peg him as the pick. That Aaron Robinson kid. Wait a like- second. You
0: just said Kadarius Tony was the pick. Well,
1: he's first. That's easy to pick. I think this <laughs> third rounder is going to be a really good football player.
2: Listen, I hope so. You know, you're talking about excitement of the fan base and and Trader Dave, you know, Sarah McCrory is a Trader Joe's specialist. She loves she (laughs) has to love Trader. Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. I think every white girl loves both of those. Sarah, how are you? I think there's a lot of excitement. Are you excited about this team as we say goodbye to Blue Rush for this season?
1: I'm excited that the draft is over. I'm excited to see what we got and like, all right, now the draft is over. Let's do it like let's see what Daniel Jones can do and put it together and see if they can win some games
2: and no one wants week one Giants Eagles more than Sarah and the Giants oh, fan base I mean how hated hate is this team taking Devonta Smith trading up with another team in the division I can't even tell you I
1: live with an Eagles fan so we're trying to go to the game we're gonna go to at least one of the giants eagles matchup but we might not come home sarah,
0: alive. <laughs> go, go yeah. to the one in new jersey okay? yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. don't what? go to the link don't go to the- i don't know
2: there. i don't know i think i want to be in philly like link? i think nope. i want to be no. the one Fam- famous team. last famous <laughs> last words from sarah <laughs> no. i want to be in philly i mean nobody famous. wants to be at
1: the, <laughs> the, the The
0: the parental influence in me is saying right now no young lady right. you are not right. going and you All are right. not wearing a giants jersey and you are not going to the link okay
1: i can um, i can hold my own it's fine
2: Papa yeah. Schwartz coming in for the phone. <laughs> yes, the advice there. Yes. You know, listen, I, I went to Jets-Patriots in New England, and I almost got murdered by Patriots fans. Really? Here. So it's, it was bad. It was the year Chad Pennington was quarterback playoffs. Even security Uh-oh. was on a horse. We went, like, the wrong way, and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, listen, I'm 13 years old. Calm down. Like, they're yelling at us <laughs> because we were in, you know, green jerseys. Like, so Philly's similar to that. So Was that the Bart Scott quote game? No, it was the wow. game they lost. Chad Pennington was quarterback. It was the wild card game. Oh, it was but, the uh, game the Jets lost? really wow yeah like that, really, much, that really, it
0: really narrows it down
2: M- must yeah. be a year that ends in a number or a day that ends in Y. uh if that happened but That's uh funny. i i think uh you, you got to be excited coming to going to the off season going to the summer here and uh let's let's get giant you know the schedule's coming out next week there's only one option giants eagles week one met it has Stadium. has to happen don't even do it in Ask Philly. Forget about Philly. Great job on the draft recap. Happy birthday to Lawrence Tynes. Thank you. The, the big four three. I don't know how big a four three is, but uh, can still kick a good what 40, 50 yards. I'm sure I can get you through one game. You? All right. <laughs> one game. So well, week one oh, versus you Eagles. It. You ready?
1: Replace I, I, Graham Gano I, I, for the week.
0: I, I think they have a Scottish <laughs> maybe maybe an out of draw. maybe
1: an out of division game <laughs> just in case I suck. <laughs>
2: Uh, We'll go somewhere else. All right. Well, joining us next will be Giants fourth-round pick out of Northern Iowa, Ellerson Smith, right here on Blue Rush. Joining us now is the newest member of the New York Giants. He's a six foot seven outside linebacker out of Northern Iowa that was first team all MVFC in 2020. He was selected in the fourth round as the 116th pick by the Giants on Saturday. Let's give a big, warm, big blue and blue rush welcome to the pride of Minneapolis. Ellerson Smith. Ellerson, it's Jake Brown, Lawrence Tynes, Paul Schwartz. Welcome to the show, and congrats on being a New York Giant.
3: Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: How does it feel? You know, you're a Minnesota guy, northern Iowa, and now you're coming to the big city, New York. Well, New Jersey, technically, uh, with the Giants. How does it feel, man?
3: It feels good, man. It's finally like I've had time to, like, settle down a little bit now from, like, the chaos of, like, the first day of it happening and starting to feel more real, finally. But, you know, I'm I'm excited to get out to New York. I've never been there. I was actually supposed to go there last spring and then COVID hit because I have a sister who lives out there. She's getting her doctors right now. So I'm really excited to get to the city, excited to experience all the culture and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get to work with everyone too.
0: Hey, Ellison, it's good to hear from you. This is Paul Schwartz. I cover the Giants for the New York Post. And um, you had a problem coming out of high school that I never had. You had to gain weight right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to, you had to gain a lot of weight. I've seen pictures of you lined up in high school and you look like this tall heads above everyone else on your team. Can you talk about what your body looked like coming out of high school and how you transformed it to become what you are now?
3: Yeah. I mean, I look like a basketball player. I mean, I was a skinny basketball player at that too. Yeah, you know, I was like 6'6", 190 coming out of high school. So, and, and, you know, I obviously had to put on a lot of weight, but bring them up and sit around 250 now, but um, it wasn't like an overnight thing by any means. It was one of those things where you know, I had to put a lot of work into it. A lot of hamburger helper, a lot of Papa John's. Lately I've been figuring out how to eat healthier, but my first few years, I was just like, okay, I need to finish this pan of hamburger helper so I can be heavy for the weigh-in tomorrow, but yeah, it was a, a lot of full night, a lot of eating. Feel good about it now, though.
2: Well, Ellison, you'll never have to eat Papa John's again. You're in New York. You get the good pizza now. You know, Amores in Queens. There's a lot of places, you know, Prince Street, Bleecker Street Pizza. Uh, there's a lot better okay. Okay. pizza so make sure if you have Papa Johns again in New York the Giants might cut you so please do not do it <laughs> yeah that's funny
1: oh
3: yeah that's you I got you.
1: Hey, Alex and Lawrence Tynes! Congratulations and welcome to Big Blue. I think you're gonna love it. Talk to me a little bit about contact with the Giants. Was this a destination that you thought you were gonna end up at, or was it something that just happened? Did they? How much contact did you have with the Giants prior to the draft?
3: Yeah, I mean, aside from the Senior Bowl, we had three meetings, which is more than any other team I've had with during the time. Still, you know, you, you, you always hear that you never never talk to the team that drafts you or things like that. So I just was still surprised by it, regardless.
0: All hey Allison, your um defensive line coach was uh bryce paup right yeah yeah and you know who played in the nfl a long time <clears throat> had a lot of sacks um what did he tell you to prepare you for the nfl and 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 to to be a pass rusher i mean this guy was a you know i think a three or four time pro bowler as a pass rusher what do you think you need to do what can you do now to be a a really good pass rusher in the nfl
3: I think what Coach Pop did, obviously, you know, he has all the experience in the world playing in the NFL as long as he did. But what he always honed in on us was just, you know, making sure that you're getting better every day and always trying to focus on one thing to get better. I think that's one thing that me and him did a lot. Uh, We worked a lot together on in the film room, trying to team up for games, and you know, as I got older, I got more hold of you know, uh, just the game and the system that we were in. You know, we would just be in meetings and you're like, okay, like maybe try this move today in practice, see how yeah, it works for you. And he just like slowly like educate me on you know the art of pass rush and give me his little tips and tricks along over the years. And um, you know, I think those kind of added up and helped me a lot towards the end of my career at U and I. But yeah, he, he he was an awesome coach. I really um, have to credit him a lot for uh, where. Matt because he's basically taught me everything I know about playing defense
1: well it's always good to have NFL coaches on your staff in college I want to talk about Spencer Brown you obviously got to go up against an offensive tackle that was drafted about 20 spots ahead of you so what did those matchups look like how did how did you guys better each other obviously you went up against an NFL caliber tackle in practice every day
3: yeah I mean it was was, was extremely competitive from day one I mean when I was 210 pound defensive lineman and spring ball, and he was a 240 pound tackle. We were still, um, you know, going at each other, making sure that neither of us wanted to lose. So we made sure that we were really competitive. And I think that's one thing that drove us a lot. Um, as, we, as we both got better and bigger, same thing, and it didn't change. You know, uh, I was going at him every day in practice, and he was going at me. And, you know, I got a lot of love for Spencer because, you know, having that experience as somebody who's going to play uh, for the Bills now in practice, pretty unbeatable to be able to line and up. And Ellison, against he's a big. Dude,
1: he says he's six nine, three twenty. Is that right?
3: Yeah, he's, oh. he's, I mean he's the same thing though. He came in like six nine, two twenty. I just Jeez. had to put on a ridiculous amount of weight.
2: Ellision, who's your player comparison? If you had a player in the NFL that compares to you, who is it?
3: Uh, player comparison? I don't know, man. I I mean I try and watch. A Say lot nobody. Of it's nobody. Nobody. It's you. Covers. You're your own player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that. I mean, you can always try to take different things from different players, but i i'm my own player that's to find what works for me and use that there you go do you know what number you're gonna get yet i don't know man devin devin uh I've never been talked to anybody about that, but the new like single digit stuff. I might, might try and get one of those, but we'll see. I think that's, I still I still got to get used to that as well.
0: Giants have a long storied history. They got a bunch of retired single digit numbers, so you may have to wait okay. in line. Like you may have to get a ticket, like in a bakery, you know, and wait online for your turn yeah. to get to get a single digit. Now, one thing, um, uh, Chris Pettit, um, you probably have spoken to him, the uh, director of college scouting. When when uh, we asked him about getting players from a, a lower level of football like you played at Northern Iowa. He said, first of all, to get even in the door, they have to have dominated at that lower level. You did that in 2019, 14 sacks, uh, 21 tackles for loss. I mean, you were a great player in 2019. I know you didn't play last year because, you know, this past year because your, your team didn't play in the fall. We get all that. But the Giants really talked about, they said, look, we looked at the film of the, his game against Iowa and a game that you guys lost in overtime. You know, it was like a legend. They kept saying, well, I think Joe Judge said he played 85 snaps. I think Dave Gettleman said he played 90 snaps. I mean, mm-hmm. can you talk about what, what? how many snaps did you play in that Iowa game? And did that kind of, I'm, I'm sorry, the Iowa State game, did that kind of put in your head, oh, you know what? I can play up here with these
3: Big Ten guys. Yeah, I think, I mean, I probably left the field like probably two or three snaps and I was trying to get the breathing and the coach just ran me back out there. So I think I played a total of like 90 snaps or something that game. It was three overtime, so, you know, it was a super long game. But I think, yeah, it was, that was one of the things where, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, it was the first game of the season and I was just making my, ma- my name though. I know I believed in myself going into that game. Tough as an SCS player sometimes because, you know, you're a lot of the film that the coaches are gonna watch is gonna be from the first game of the season, so and a lot of progress is made throughout the season too, which is kind of a tough thing for us, but um, you know, you gotta make sure that you're, you know balls to the wall for that first game because that's the that's that's the game that the scouts are gonna be watching. But yeah, I thought I thought I was able to give me a little bit of confidence boost that I was able to compete. Um and this is just how good our team was last year too. I mean we took they were number twenty five in the nation at the time, we took them in three overtimes as an FCS team. So, you know that that was a pretty exciting thing for us even even with the a was those extremely fun game to
1: play allerson i'm a fcs guy too it was one double a when i played i went to troy so i have a yeah. lot of respect for northern iowa and guys that come out of that league have you um given a lot of thought to what your special teams roles might be is that that somewhere you can see where you're going to make your put your foot foot on the ground and, and make this roster
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, anywhere I can contribute. I mean, I think, you know, that's one thing I try to show at the senior bowl to the coaches was I'm willing to play hard on special teams. And, you know, uh, in my career, you and I have started on every special team. And I'm used to it. So I'm, I'm excited to try and, you know, be able to do that for the team. Uh, I know Coach Judge was a special teams coordinator at one point, so you know I'm excited that uh, you know that'll be an emphasis because you know there's there's a lot of snaps on special teams, so excited to be able to do that for us.
0: Hey Ellison, I know you're you're being modest. I know you blocked two kicks in college, and um. You know, with my co host Lawrence Tynes, I can just sense he's kinda you know, he's kinda getting all twitchy just no. talking to a guy who blocks kicks. Um, you know, with your length and your arms, I mean, you block a kick or two, you people are gonna love you, right? I mean, you know that's that that's a a, a way for you to get on the field, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's a way to able to impact the game i think you know but yeah with like you said like my way if i can get up underneath people in those first few steps of that of the field goal block uh, i got good odds uh, to get my hands up there
0: now you wanted to go you're from um actually from minneapolis right yeah yeah um you wanted to go to minnesota and become a golden golfer
3: you know, that wasn't up to me. I I, I wanted to be one. I grew up five minutes from the campus, but, you know, they, they they went the other round. You know, obviously they did great things in the past few years, had a lot of great guys in the city, city's area, do some good things there. So that was a motivator for me, but it's, it's in the past now, and I have different things motivating me at this point. You
0: know, you haven't had an easy road. I mean, you had to gain weight. You had to play at a lower level. Um, I know you've talked before about your uh, late father, Robert, and I guess he, he was paralyzed for the later years of his life and taking inspiration from that when things were tough. I mean, is that something that you kind of leaned on when you were going through this football journey to get where you are today?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I, I leaned on that stuff a lot. So, Like you said, like he was paralyzed for the last three years of his life, kind of just restrained to a hospital bed for those three years, which is an extremely hard thing to do. It's almost like prison at that point. So to see him be in that situation with us, visiting him all the time, never was in a bad mood never was hostile or disrespectful to any of the staff trying to help him which in somebody in his situation you know it'd be almost more excusable just because of frustrations of it all and to see him go through that and fight to try every day to try and walk again just for me and my sister and himself it's really admirable looking back and uh, you know it's one of those things where if I'm in the moment and struggling with something or something like that I'm like you know this is one I'm very grateful to be an opportunity to struggle with my struggles of you know, preparing for a season or things like that when it gets hard, but child's play compared to what he had to go through. And having seen that as a father, know that I have that in me is very inspiring.
2: That's a great story, Ellerson. And, you know, to the Minnesota Golden Gophers, in the words of Chris Brown, you could say, look at me now, because now you're on the Giants. Can you take us through who Ellerson Smith is outside of football? Now we've had Dalvin Tomlinson on, and we learned that he built video game consoles and played soccer, and he's got all these talents outside of the football field. What are Ellerson Smith's talents outside of the football field?
3: Yeah, I don't know if I got nothing special like that. I'm a pretty, I'm pretty simple dude. I like this. I like to just hang out with friends. Um, video game guy. Don't build them. But I play them. Not very good at them, but I still play them. But yeah, nothing nothing too crazy, man. I like to keep it simple. Enjoy trying new things. That's why I'm excited to go to New York. excited to go to Met Gala and... But I can't think of Guggenheim or one I was But yeah, I like try new things and yeah, it's a pretty simple dude, man. I like to like to play some ball and like like enjoy sports and yeah. You see
1: why you, you can see why the Giants drafted this guy, right? Yeah, it's simple, yeah. He, he is a Joe Judge football player. He is a football player. That's why you don't ever compare yourself to anyone else. And you are a football player. I got a fun question. What's the first thing you're going to buy with some of that cheese you just got? Come on, it's got to be something. You have
3: earned it. Okay. Okay. Go buy yourself something. I'm I'm gonna roll with my car I got for now, but I did pre-order the I did pre-order the Cybertruck for Tesla. So um, okay. Whenever that that drops. I think it's supposed to be December, or something like that. Nah, whenever that drops, I'll be getting one of those. I don't know if that's good for New York, though. But,
2: what are you driving uh, now? What are, What are you whipping around now? Two thousand eight Ford. Oh, we got to upgrade that. Come Aye. on, you're in New York, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ellerson. Hey. It's a, It's about to be a hot boy summer in New York, man. You know, you're a built guy. You're gonna be out there. Like, we need you driving around that Tesla, bro. Pu- public transportation. Hey, you you know, know in
3: Fort yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking the subway and Uber. See? I will, I'll, try, I'll try to keep that one hit from the public.
2: I would. I want to see Ellerson on the subway. Your head is going to hit the ceiling. You're going to. Hey, not I'm, I'm going to give you a, a tip. Your first couple of trips into the Giants
1: facility, security is going to do a double take when you roll in there in that Ford Edge. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, who are you? Who is this guy? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ellerson, you know what they're going to say. They're going to say, uh, "Excuse me." The media entrance is on the other side. you got to go with the other <laughs> riders right, right, right. who are driving the Fords and the Chevys. I mean, and your head your top. head
2: has to hit the top of the roof in that car, for God's
3: sake. Oh, no, it does. That's every car I did in there. It's, it's, it's not fun. Well, Probably, Alex, yeah.
2: if you are taking the trains, let me be. Let me just give you warnings. You might see a bum take a piss on a train. You might see someone take a dump. You're going to see some crazy things in the streets of New York City. I just want to give you the warning that there are crazy things, no, but I've heard. there are. Beautiful things, like you said, the museum. You could go to City Field, Yankee Stadium. You Got to go to the yeah. Garden. Uh, you know when concerts open yeah. up, do that. There's a lot you could do, but just be mindful that you will see some things that you don't see in Iowa or Minnesota, bro. Oh
3: yeah, no, My sister told me that like, you got to keep a, a keep keep an eye out for was on the sidewalk so <laughs> yeah I'll, uh, I'll be walking with my head down for sure <laughs> so we've officially talked about
2: taking sh- on the side of the road on the blue rush <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's what the people want to hear you that's know what they want to hear that's a, have you heard about and spoke with patrick ram i mean what he did with the giants defense was absolutely fantastic last year i mean th- and this defense is going to be even better this year a lot of improvements have you spoke with him and judge and are you looking forward to the talent that you're going to be surrounded with everywhere on that defense?
3: Yeah, man. I mean, I I, I recently texted with Coach Patrick and wasn't able to talk to Joe Jones other than the day of but, yeah, I'm excited to see what they have to do. Obviously, I, I like the scheme that they have. I mean, you know, I, I think they're playing when they're, like, 3-4 or, like, bouncing down that nickel front should be, should be a fun thing to get into, and I feel like I, I fit in well with that. So, I'm excited to, you know, try and get my playbook going, you know, really, really dive in with all that.
2: Well, Ellison, congrats on being a Giant. We're looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll see you on the, you know, on the one train uh, heading downtown or wherever it is and... Uh, yeah. g- good luck. We're looking forward to uh, seeing you as well in a Tesla and not a Ford Edge. Um, c- come <laughs> come winter time, and a car that could get you yeah. around nicely. And uh, welcome to the Giants, and thanks for coming on Blue Rush, man.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And that says cheerio
1: to episode 69, the Richie Soibert edition of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Sarah McCrory for producing the show. Give us that wee five-star rating and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts, you filthy animals. For Pauly Schwartz, I'm the birthday boy, Lawrence Tynes. That wraps up season two of the pod. We return to your eardrums this summer in August before the season begins. Stay safe and thanks for supporting Blue Rush.